Hey man, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, amazing to have you in uh, live in studio with me this morning here on Contact. I'm talking with my good friend Kurt Moore from the Dubois Jefferson County Alcohol Commission. I wanted my listeners to hear this story. This is going to be a powerful morning and a powerful story. This is about redemption. This is about when you do make mistakes in life. Um, it doesn't have to ruin your whole life, and you can come back from that. Uh, but when we return from this break, uh, we're going to listen to Kurt Moore's story. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Community Accounting Services for local family-based mental health. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement, sitting here live in studio with my very good friend, Kurt Moore from the Dubois Jefferson County Alcohol Commission. Kurt, welcome to Contact, and I just believe this is going to be a great morning and a great story from you. Michael, thank you for having me so much, and this is a really great pleasure to... uh, found myself on your show that I can use this as a platform for folks who may need to hear this. Yeah, and there's a lot of folks who need to hear this, in my opinion. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, drugs are ravaging our nation, and definitely here, unfortunately, in the Clearfield County even. Uh, You cover Jefferson County as well. It's happening there. This is something real. This is something that affects all of us. It affects our whole community. So I want to to start with uh, telling people that I've known you for a while. Uh, We can get into that story, but why don't you go ahead and tell us who Kurt Moore is? Yes, thank you. Um, Kurt Moore is basically like a ping pong ball that's been bouncing around for the last 32 years or so. Happy (laughs) to have landed in your lap today. Um, (laughs) For a period of that time, I was among a percentage of the population that uh, may have some kind of neurological damage or maybe suffered some trauma who knows what leads us to addictive behavior but sure enough is where I found myself between the ages of about 18 19 till I hung up drugs and alcohol at the age of 29 so for 10 years third of my life I was not in control of myself not achieving the things that I for so long believed that I was capable of And, you know, living in this lifestyle, constantly berating myself, not thinking that there was ever going to be a way out, saying, okay, well, this wasn't really in the cards. This isn't what you were planning. Right. Having these conversations with myself, eventually looking in the mirror, seeing my eyes lose color, you know, seeing gray around my fingertips. My teeth were starting to break. And, uh... It came to me in the vision of maybe a hallucination that if I didn't stop, I was just, I was simply, that was going to be it. And at that point in my life, um, been happily married for years. I had great uh, communal sense, awesome friendships. And if you may not have even known that I was using methamphetamine regularly and drinking every day to cope with something that I hadn't addressed that I had 
going on, you know. Um, basically, I would describe my upbringing as near perfect, awesome, loving family, and again, great friendships and uh, hobbies. Could go out, ride my bikes with my friends, and you know, we would just have a great time. But I think towards my uh, induction into the college lifestyle, you know. They sprung me free, so I was just kind of out on my own and thinking, <laughs> right. this is awesome. Like, I love these parties. I love this attention and this this feeling that I'm getting with all my peers, you know, the approval. Quite incredible. And uh, I was just one of those ones that couldn't turn it off, you know. As I grew up, I noticed that people didn't have to consume to the lengths that I was doing. And... When you start to kind of like separate yourself like that, it becomes even harder. And uh, so, you know, you're thinking drinks on a Monday night, school tomorrow morning. Like, I guess I'll just go hungover. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. Um, the the alternative was just never really presenting itself to me. Um, there, between 2009 and 2010, there was a string of incidents. I was getting arrested almost every other weekend. Small retail theft charges, you know, just, I say this term lovingly, just being an idiot and, you know, not really considering the welfare of other people or folks around me. But after multiple visits to different county jails, uh, rehabilitation facilities, it still took me some time to realize and just sit with myself to look deep inside and say, you can do this, man. You know, the people are counting on you, right? Yeah, and how did you arrive at that? I, I want to note that I mm -hmm. met you. Yeah. I met you at a local bar, actually, at That's Charlie's. Right. And you were my bartender. That's right. And we struck up a conversation, and you told me, like, well, Michael, I don't drink which I thought was incredible. That just shows great discipline on your part. Um, <laughs> I think you. getting to know you that as more of customer service, you use yeah. that as a platform to get to know people as well. Absolutely. And I heard your story. Um, maybe you can go even deeper into that story. Yes. Like what were you doing? What were you even using or drinking? Sure. And what, like, I know... I know an incident happened at, happened at Indiana. Maybe you can tell us about that night at the store. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I pledged the fraternity, and uh, drugs became pretty quickly available after that, partying, and you're meeting with so many random people, and everybody's got something or knows somebody that has something. So I, I was definitely interested in that. And early on, I can remember thinking, after taking prescription amphetamine, that you know, this is incredible that I'm so smart all of a sudden and I know all the answers <laughs> to everything, you know, sure. but that, uh, that feeling quickly wanes and, the, and you can feel the dependency coming on pretty quick where, uh, <clears throat> you know, and I started to sell it to maintain a habit, but, um, that, uh, that really ran me into some more problems, you know, with the police and ratting out some of my friends, you know, this is stuff that, it's still hard for me today, but sure. Um, yeah, I think I was just really blind to consequence, and I didn't care that these things were happening to me because somehow I felt that it was still a support. It was still something for me. You know, I'm addressing this issue that I've got problems, and other people are starting to notice it too. 
But uh, my my last year at IUP, I withdrew from all my classes after the, the, I swear this is the last time I'm getting arrested. You know, I'm not going back to that place. I'm not getting my fingerprints done anymore. Sure. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just, I packed up and I moved out. I came home, I came here to Dubois and I started working in the bars again. Cause that's really all I had ever known up to that point was, um, you know, these social interactions are so wonderful with people. And I could see in some of them, the things that I saw in myself. Sure. So it, it kind of was nice to blend in in that industry to where it was kind of second nature for me. I was never too far away from my drug of choice so that I was able to function and maintain, you know. It's a lot. It's a, one thing that I think people have a hard time understanding is many addicts are completely functioning normal people. But, you know, it's that deep inside is where that resentment is held. And uh, the, that pain just boils. So, um, you know... Running the, doing the bars, partying, loving it, loving the attention, and the, you know all the the rock bands that I would see, you know, every weekend. It was right. like this is where I belong, you know, <laughs> and 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 this is a setting now where I can host. I don't need to be engaged, you know. I can just kind of sit back and and watch everybody else have fun, to which I always loved. Um, I would say during 2018 to the end of 2019 is when I had those talks with myself every single day. And that was like, okay, well, where do I go? Who, who can I really talk to? And I think it took like a, a violent episode of just, this is, like, this is the feeling of coming out of the water, feeling air for the first time. It's like asking to somebody and saying, hey, I cannot do this. Mm. You know, can, you, can I get a phone number or something? Um, I don't want to hurt people anymore. I'm looking at my wife's eyes and she's, you know, she's clearly like, who, who are you? Mm. What have you done? Like, you know, I can, um, definitely remember thinking drugs are necessary, but, why can't I take them? (laughs) You know, uh, so especially alcohol too, Mm -hmm. is there's this wide, huge array of people. And and let me use this made up couple as an example, this beautiful couple that comes into the bar and just sits down, has dinner, drinks a glass of wine, goes home. And these are the type of people that would say like, Kurt, I wish I could be like you. I wish I could just put it down. And I'm saying to them, no, I wish I could be like you and just, you know, be able to enjoy all of this, this society of, um, you know, going out and having fun. I wish I could do that with you guys, but the switch is broken and it won't turn off if I turn it on. Um, And that's just something that you, I I think you learned, right? Like the switch doesn't turn off for you. I mean, it doesn't become readily available to you at the time but you try and you think i can manage this or at one point i took a year and a half from using and at that point i'm feeling good you know i'd gone to treatment Mm -hmm. um was able to knock 45 days off of my jail sentence for receiving this treatment so you know i'm looking at it like things are lining up this is going great Uh, a year and a half later i can remember being at the bar 
getting off shift, just looking at a random can of beer, and I didn't even think Michael cracked that open and I drank it just mm. like it was the day after I had just quit, you know? Um, so yeah, staying true with yourself and your heart and your thoughts, having that self-talk, that's extremely important. You it, know, it you know, is. you know, in your heart, if you're, if you're not well, right. Right. And you got to listen to yourself mm. because people count on you. They do. And I know when I met you, um, we had a talk and I remember like asking you kind of like, what do you want to do, Kurt? If, yeah. In, in like a Kurt's perfect world, what mm-hmm. does he end up doing? I, nothing wrong with being a bartender. You're, right. you're a great one. Um, <laughs> but you have a, you had a dream. Yeah, I I wasn't able to advocate for myself at the bar to the best of my ability. And I didn't really recognize my recovery while I was still doing that. You know, um, here's happy, fun, Kurt, dude. And he just wants to get you what you want, right? Right. And every so often, you know, it would get brought up. You know, hey, uh, let me get a shot of Crown Royal. Okay, but... Do you know, as soon as you consume this, your chances of getting any restful sleep for the next eight hours are out the window? You know, I wasn't going to (laughs) be bringing this sort of thing up. That was on my mind all the time. But I still, of course, love the interaction with people. So, I mean, I was able to kind of satiate both parts of my world. It wasn't until that I heard about these training classes that were to be held in Ridgeway for a role as a certified recovery specialist. And this is a certification offered by the Pennsylvania Board that, uh, you know, the only prerequisites really is that you need a GED or a high school diploma and 18 months of continuous clean time from drug of choice. I thought, like, how wonderful is that? I'm an addict in recovery and, I'm, you know, this is like a, a job. <laughs> you right. know, I, I can really get on the band, the, uh, the bandstand and get people up to to hear my story and to maybe connect with somebody on that level and say like, Hey, you're not alone. It's me too. Absolutely. Uh, my wife became pregnant. We were to be expecting twin boys. So at this point in my life, I'm about again, maybe about a year and a half into my current recovery. And now all of a sudden I'm thinking like, who the heck is writing this? Because <laughs> I couldn't be more grateful in the whole world to have these guys. Uh, beautiful. You, Thank you. Beautiful boys. They're, yeah. they're just absolutely tremendous. Um, so I waited until they were well enough on the way. And then once I decided I was ready, I started to take these classes. Now here I am plunged into this uh this facility here, and, and there's others like me, and they've all got similar backgrounds. They just want to help. And I think that's something that's common in, in addicts, is if you ask them what they want to do, they want to help people. Yeah, I hear it from almost everybody. Um, you know, there's like this ancient tradition, because addiction's been around as long as humanity has, that those in recovery, you know, are probably likely to help you out in a way. So uh, got the training, loved it. It was it was excellent just to be in that in that peer group of folks that I could really relate to on that level. Got my certification November of last year. 
Um, I was discharged from the Drug and Alcohol Commission on 11 o'clock on Friday. I called back for an open job application at 1 o'clock that day, and they got me in the next week. So mm. I've been there since the first week of December, uh, a couple months in now. I'm loving it. These, these people, it's like I describe it as like a campaign headquarters in a movie. There's papers flying around everywhere. The phones are off the hook. It's a really important work that we're doing. Yeah, no, I, uh, huge congratulations to you, Kurt. I know that um, from getting to know you, you worked very hard at it um, to get prepared for this moment. How are you liking the job, and what do you, uh, what from your point of view? I mean, what's what's happening in our communities regarding this uh, yeah. epidemic? Yeah, so I mean, uh, I will say that I'm still kind of a new guy. Um, my experience, though. The opioids, methamphetamine, and there's this crazy thing on our streets called fentanyl that's just been swallowing people up left and right. Um, most of the people that I serve are, they're, they're in early recovery already, and a lot of it starts out with prescribed pain medication. You know, these are folks that never wanted to be involved in this in any way, but... Um, if something happens with your prescription or a friend of yours says, hey, I know a guy that can help you with your pain, you know, 20 bucks, blah, blah, blah. So it's super slippery in that respect. And I, I think it's just a, a horrible situation of, you know, really ending up with something that you hadn't planned on. Methamphetamine obviously is another huge problem. It can be made, you know, basically by anybody. Um, which is scary. Yeah, uh, I won't get into that. I don't. Yeah. I'm not really all too sure about what the process is, is like anyway. But when I was using meth, I was it was very available. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I would think that you know a lot of the younger generation has problems with alcohol and marijuana. The the availability of it is becoming. Um, well, not becoming, it's it's always been available. But these things get stronger every generation. Right. There's things replacing the old ones when they're made illegal or they're unable to be processed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, xylazine is this new thing that I've made myself wary of. And what it is is an animal tranquilizer that's being mixed with heroin and other opiates to, you know, prolong the effect. Now, opiate overdose can be reversed with Narcan, now, um, naloxone. And now the xylazine is, doesn't act on these same receptors, so it's not... So it's not helpful it's at all. It's not getting bucked. Okay. This statistic I heard is somewhere between 80 and 90% of the heroin supply in Philadelphia may be contaminated with this. Well, that's really sad and it's, scary. It really yeah. is, because... Uh, so we may see a spike in deaths from this yeah. use. I think you also noted that fentanyl is a word that all Americans are becoming familiar with, unfortunately. Um, seems like marijuana could be laced with it. They sure. lace everything, right? I mean, yes, you the, just never know. The lethal dose of fentanyl is almost invisible to the naked eye. Um, DEA photographs that I've seen compare it next to a penny and it's, it literally looks like it's a grain of salt. 
But it can kill you. Absolutely. Or it will kill you. Absolutely. Uh, to to some kid who's smoking pot that the stuff is laced with that's never had any opioid in his system ever, it's going to have extremely damaging effects and, and quite possibly death. Yeah, this is uh, just a really important a discussion and we unfortunately only have like five minutes left mm-hmm. but uh we're going to take a break and when we come back uh, we'll finish up with this great conversation yeah, with kurt moore contact on connect located in the dubois mall for local adoption and foster care services hi folks are you having problems with your child at home is their behavior a problem are you at your wits end If so, call us for more information. Community County Services. We provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement, having a great conversation, a very serious one with Kurt Moore of the Dubois Jefferson Alcohol Commission. Kurt, I know you were leaving us with some great stories. I do know uh, there's an event coming up that's really important for the community to hear about. I want to make sure that we uh, tell them what that is and how they can participate. Yes, certainly. So on Friday, April 14th, from 11 to 6 at the Dubois Mall, um, You can meet myself and some of my other friends that work at the Drug and Alcohol Commission along with other service providers in our area so that you can kind of get a taste for, um, you know, if you or a loved one has been suffering through these issues, get a taste for what it's like. And and to really meet people, I think, is important to to see us and, you know, exchange that our philosophy and stuff. So uh, we'll have a little room set up across from the Gourmet Kitchen at the Dubois Mall. I believe it was the Hallmark store. 11 to 6, we'll have coffee, music, great, great people to meet. Um, I would like to mention that also available at the Clearfield Jefferson Drug and Alcohol Commission, we offer tons of different services and links to resources such as case management, uh, certified recovery specialists. This is my role. You can... Um, find out more on our webpage is cjdac.org give us a call 814-371-9002 and michael once again thank you so much for having me on this program this was really amazing well i really appreciate you coming on and being so open and honest with us about your past and uh, how it's being used to make a difference in our community. This is a really important issue. Uh, This show tries to shed light on important issues facing our community. I really can't think of one that's more important than this. We can always get into the political discussions of taxes and whatever, but uh, this is taking people's lives and it's uh, having a horrible effect on our community. one thing I didn't get to mention is just how great your story is, but also just really quickly, if you don't mind, I know you're in a band and I know yeah. I've heard it and Thanks. maybe you can tell us about that here in the next minute or so. Sure. Uh, yes. Musical escapades abound for all, for everyone, forever. That's my <laughs> philosophy. You can play music. You don't know it yet. If you I don't. certainly don't know it because you don't want me picking um, up an instrument. And my band is, I want, I want you all to be in it. I want to jam with everyone. Um, uh, there's nothing quite like, at least for me, playing music is one of the most important things in my life. It allows me to to really speak, you know what I mean? 
So um, good juice. We're, we'll be back in June. We'll be playing a couple different events, including like the Monsters of Rock in uh, Brookville. Um, all the guys in the Chess Cats can't can't forget about you. Rock on. Um, you know, I, I have my own stuff going on every single day we play. Yeah, so. I I love it, and I know it's been an important part of your life. Thank you. Um, getting to see you play, uh, I was I'm really proud of you. Number one for overcoming and working through your addictions, uh, but also just the great impact that you're having on our community. I want to thank you, Kurt, for sharing with us. Yes. I thank you for your service to the Clearfield Jefferson. County Drug and Alcohol Commission, mm-hmm. a very important commission. Um, but without people like you, I think there'd be a lot of people who think there's no hope. And you've given us a great story that anyone can become what they want to, regardless of what has happened in Certainly the past. Can. So thank you for coming on Contact, and have a great day.